Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Well, I actually say good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Let's Be Real Sports, episode 101. Uh, of course, this is solo dolo time because Joe is not here. Brother Joe is not here. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back next week. But um, I think I have some few topics over here that can, you know, smooth things over until he comes back. Um, first of all, I would like to say, of course, I'd like to thank everyone we gave shout-outs to, 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 to this LBRS show for our 100th episode. We thank you very, very, very much for letting us come into your homes, your computers, your Androids for 100 episodes. I enjoy doing this. We enjoy doing this. And we hope to bring you more. Hopefully, we'll get back into the studio and bring you the new studio and bring you more good context from a substantial studio. But for now, we'll deal with what we're dealing with. Um, so let's get into it. Our first topic today is the NBA probably won't be taking off as planned. Now they pl- now over the past week, the NBA looked like it was all set for uh, July, the end- ending of July, to get things going, to get things rolling for the season, to have this little march down all the way to October into uh, December where the new season would begin. But in recent days, um, guys like Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard have sparked a newer conversation stemming from how this might not even be the time for basketball right now, given with everything going on in the world. And to a degree, they're correct. I mean, you have a pandemic going on in the midst of all the all the social injustice going on, you have a pandemic going on, and it just feels like it doesn't, to me, me personally, it doesn't feel right. Do I want to see NBA basketball again? Of course I do. Who doesn't want to see? I see all my friends on so all, all types of social media wanting to see NBA basketball again, basketball again, but you really have to, like, you really have to really look at, look at it from a standpoint, like, man, on one end, these, these, these players have to protect their families. From getting the from getting 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 a virus or whatever the case may be, they have to protect their families, and they're taking a risk by even going down there in the first place to go down to Florida and play in that bubble, so to speak. And it it is a really scary thought. But also, you have the other hand with all, with everything going on with the with everything racial going on with the with the uh, George Lloyd's the the George Lloyd's. George Boyd and um, the other brother that got shot the last night. I forget his name at the moment. But Dwight Howard said something very profound, like, and I'm paraphrasing him basically, saying, This is not the time. And, uh, he, he says, even although he wants to win a championship so bad, he says, winning the fight against equality is more important. And I agree with him on that because, well, there'll always be basketball, basketball will always be there. But this chance right here to change the course of history with all the statues going down, you know, people really standing up and fighting for black people in general, it, 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 it's lending a more ear to it, you know, it, it, it's lending more to the people to say, hey, maybe we don't need basketball right now. Maybe we don't need basketball. And then Kyrie came on, came, came, too, Kyrie, he's always been a fire starter, that Kyrie. I've been that fire starter. But again, you have to think about it like, what are we really doing? 
We have a lot of black brothers out there playing the game of basketball who love the game of basketball. But guys like Carmel Anthony, guys like Damian Lillard, they, they pose their, their concerns, not only politically, but also during pandemic about what's going on and how, how this is going to take place. How, how are we going to keep everybody safe? It's like everything is just crossing in between. And no one just knows what to do. And then the NBA is just scrambling now to find out what they can do to, you know, really have a perfect balance in trying to play these games to get these things going forward. Now, everything is driven by money, of course. We know that. And the money is driving driving to why they want to get out there and play the games or whatever the case may be. I mean, of course, it's a great distraction. You know, sports has always been a great distraction for everything, you know, good or bad in, in another sense. But the way people see it now is like this is a money grab. The NBA is trying to recruit their money. And I mean, it's a business. We understand that. But at the same time, everything is just going on and just interchanging, intertwining. It's like you're so confused about what, and even players now, they're confused about what they want to do and how they want to do it. You know? I say I hope for them they are safe and doing what they're doing, and then they, they talk with their families about going down there. You know, because they've also been, it's also been said, like, after, probably after a couple of, after maybe the first round of the playoffs, whatever, that, uh, some of the families can come down to Orlando and uh, be with, be with the teams and stuff, be with the, be with their loved ones and stuff of that nature, and it's a real, it's a real, <laughs> It's a real scary thing. I mean, this thing's real, man. This thing is so, so, so real. And everybody's trying to find everybody's trying to find their balance. Hopefully they will find their balance in time and in due time. But I'm really leaning towards what Dwight's saying. And even though everybody wants to play basketball, like, is this the time really to go out there and play basketball right now? given everything that's going on. Like, there's a vibe out there right now, and I don't know if anybody can feel it, but there's a vibe out there right now that maybe these games shouldn't be played. Like, it don't feel right. It don't feel like it's, it's a natural thing for things to just head on in without everything being settled down and everything like that. You know? It's... I mean, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about it now, like, damn, and I'm not making money like that, you know? How would I feel me wanting to go out there? And, now, everybody say everybody got to work, everybody, everybody got to make money, stuff like that. But is it, is it worth your life? Also, is, is playing basketball worth going, what's going on in our country today, right now, with all these, all these protests worldwide? Basketball is a, is a global sport, of course, and it, could, it, it, it would help a lot in everything going on. But at the same time, it's like, it's a big issue going on right now that there's a big elephant in the room that has to be addressed. It truly has to be addressed. And I get, I, 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 I would say it again, I agree with the white in a sense. You know, the vibe's not right. It, it's just not right right now. It, it, it's draining. Like I, like I told you a couple weeks ago, this thing is very draining, man. There were two pandemics at one time. It's very draining, but we're enduring nonetheless. And I'm pretty sure Dwight wants to get out there and win his championship, try to attempt to win a championship for himself. 
But again, it's just like we need we need closure to this. We need some type of you know it ha everything has to be resolved before anybody goes out there and starts playing talk about, talking about hey we happy about Le seeing LeBron playing and everybody playing. We of course we're happy seeing these guys playing. Some are not happy seeing them playing. But the safety comes first. That's what I've always said about anything. Your life and your health come first. And I hope and I hope the NBA and the players associated can get can truly get together and find true common ground. So they can so, so they can go out there and play. But if not, it's just best that everybody just stay cool, be cool, relax, and just let let everything play out first. Let's let everything play out first. Because the last thing you want is someone getting infected with this, getting affected, or dealing with some type of other racial thing that might that might go like blast this thing way out the water now that it already is already. You know, so I hope I I truly truly hope cooler heads prevail in all this, and I hope these guys can really get out there and, and hopefully get something together. You know. It's a, it's, a, it's a strange time we live in, folks. A strange time we live in. But again, you got to push through. You got to push through. And uh, that's it for my first topic. The second topic is a topic I put on my blog page a couple of days ago, which got, which got a lot of traction. And again, I thank you, the people, for, you know, for your comments, your likes. And even your even your honest comments about what's going on with this next topic, Mikey Williams, six three guard out of San Diego, he scored seventy seventy points. He scored seventy seven points, breaking the California school record for most points in a game. Uh, he recently came out and said that he wouldn't mind going to a historically black college to play basketball. Again, Mikey Williams is ranked number three. He's only fifteen years old right now in high school but the fact that he would even bring about going to a historically black college is very intriguing because you don't see it at all you know with big with big time ncaa march madness and everything going on a lot of historically black colleges they don't see this type of of of, of exposure and for, for a historically black college to go get this type of a caliber of talent of player, it would change the paradigm. Now, I've heard people say, since I posted this, like, if it's only him and no one else, it just, it's just like, uh, it's really nothing. But I, like I always say, it only takes one. It only takes one guy to change the whole paradigm and change the whole paradigm shift, you know? Because this, this is big. This is big. I mean, his, his mother went to Hampton University, as a matter of fact, who really it put that in his brain a little bit. But he, like I said, and I always tell people this, he's only 15. A lot of things can change in three years, as we've seen so far, unfortunately. But a lot of things can change in in three years. So... What would it, what it would do for a circle back? It would put them on the map. It would fuse the money. I've always said the talent will bring any TV crew around, any sports sports marketing thing, any sports production around. ESPN, Fox Sports. If you have the talent, if you have 
that type of talent, they will come, no matter where you are. I look at a guy like John Morant. This guy was nice with Zion, and he played with Zion. But Zion got the top bill because he could do, he could leap, he could jump, he had a little jimmy. But John Morant was that point guard that you like, oh, snap, he's there, but you didn't notice that first until he went to Murray State. And then you saw him on... Murray State is not a big-time big time school, of course, you know. But his talent got him on t- got the school on TV. Literally got the school on TV. And he just changed everything from there. So if John Morant, who wasn't even a thought, can do that, Mikey Williams, who is a top, top three prospect right now, can really start to move the king and bring the money back into the black college, black colleges around this country it's not it's not it's not far-fetched as people may see now a lot of people will say well you know they're not duke they're not kentucky michigan state or quote unquote i've heard some people say they don't have the money to get them now this is not blue chips i know that i'm going through, through some blue chips type of situation right now with the boosting and the money and all that stuff but we we would hope that is not the case. But then again, people are not dumb. They see what's going on. And somebody's going to get caught up in that shit anyway. Who? Who's going to take the fall for all that? Who knows? But Mikey Williams is setting a precedent. And listen, Mikey Williams can start recruiting right now. If he really wants to. If he really wants to be that true pioneer. He can recruit guys going from you know, the all top five through the top ten. And get these guys to come and get them to come to the story back college to put money back in their story back colleges who, 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 who need this type of exposure, who would, who, would, who would love to get this type of exposure. You know, it, it'd be a great thing. It'd be an awesome thing. It can happen. It can it can really, really, really change the way we see college sports. And I know there's a lot of detect, detect like, yeah, right, whatever, whatever, but. You got to try. Listen, the Fab Five got together. They recruited each other. And the, and, the, and the world of college basketball shifted around Michigan. Granted, again, there was scandal behind it. Whatever. But it happened. Hopefully, scandal does not follow these guys. This is just a, hey, we're going to get these guys in here. They're going to play to the best of their ability. And a lot of people say, well, he's going to be a one-and-done player if his if talent exceeds that. Well, true. But you got to look at this also. The NCAA, in Florida, I did. I think in Florida now, I believe they passed a law to help to get, to get these players paid in Florida. And also having in California as well. So before long, everybody's going to be getting paid. The G League's playing top billing right now. They have a few players for going college and going straight to the G League. But everybody's not a G League player. You know? Everybody's not a G League player. So you got to take that consideration. If, if Mikey does this and he decides to go to the Black College, he might be there for one year, he might be there for two years. Because remember, back in the day, if you got somebody, you got them for three, four years. And I believe Tim Duggan was the last true, like, four-year star guy through the stay four years in college. And really blossom and groom his game out. Now these days, this is more like a microwave 
college basketball is like a microwave league, league now. Like, if you're super good, you're one and done. Boom, you're in the league already. One, two, three. You got one year, you're done. Zion, we knew Zion wasn't coming back for his second year. That was BS. We knew that. Even when he got injured, there was a chance, oh, maybe he would stay back and, you know, do a second year. But that wasn't happening. Injury and that, he wasn't going to stay. With Mikey, it might be a little bit different. Like I said, he could recruit the players. Hey, listen, at this point, in the NCAA might as well start paying these players now anyway. Cut all this amateurism out. It, it, it's farce. It's a farce. You know, pay these players. And, and you have a system where, because eventually they're going to have to team up with the G League anyway because college basketball cannot end up losing their losing the top talent to the G League and they have no product out there to put out there in the first place. It's going to look very bare. And people, like I said, people respond to talent. They just respond to talent. And you got to put the talent out there on the floor for them to want to come spend money, come see, see, see your school and see these guys play. They come and see these guys play, which even which even is even more of an incentive to pay these guys. These guys are coming out there risking their life and limb out there for the school. School's making millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And these kids can't get nothing. They on that room and board thing. It ain't gonna work like that forever. At some point, the system the levers gonna break, and the levers are starting to break now because two states already have agreed to like, hey, we'll pay you. It's okay to get paid. We're not going to sanction you. We're not going to suspend you or anything like that. And eventually, all the colleges around the country are going to do that, and it's going to it's going to divide it up a little bit. The top the top schools might become their own conference, and the and the rest of them might have their own conference. It's going to get wild and crazy. But while Mikey Williams is out there, and as long as there's a there's a branch extended to the solid black colleges. There's a chance for it to happen, for them to get that money, to get that, you know, notoriety going on. And it might trailblaze a whole set of players to come to these historically black colleges and finally get something suitable for them. See, March Madness is usually the proven ground for everything, but of course you don't have March Madness this year, and this is why this is all coming about now. It's crazy how things just come about in the way, exposing things out there left and right. But it, but it, but is it but it, but for Mikey, I would tell Mikey, I think he should do it. I think Mikey should do it. Why not? Why not you? Hey, even if you go there for one year, even if you go there for one year, you bet your bottom dollar, other kids will look at it like. Hey, if he can do it, I can do it. I can do it even better. It can raise the level of who's going there. And eventually, maybe a top recruit, the number one recruit, might end up going to a historically black college. Switching the paradigm shift again. It's not on the world possibility, folks. It really is not. I wouldn't mind seeing it. You know? Now, I know a lot of schools, you know, they go out there. You know, they get paid to go to go play against these schools for one year. But why not have the schools come play you instead? Why everybody got to go to Duke? Why everybody got to go to UNC? Why everybody go to Kansas, Oklahoma, Villanova? Why they all got to come up there and get paid for them, get paid a little bit of money for the TV time, but they can sit there and just regard all the revenue and have the teams come down to them. Because everybody wants exposure at the end of the day. 
Everybody, every school in the country wants exposure to get this school into that top tier school. Like, yeah, we got we got we got to come here. We have to we have to come here and make it happen. So I I I I'm I'm gonna be very intrigued in three years time. Hopefully, he sticks with the path. If not, again, he's a kid. He's saying this as a kid. Everybody has a right to change their mind about everything. He's a young man. There's a lot of he has a lot of options out there. So much options out there for him, basketball wise. He can go overseas for all we know and say, "F all that, go. I'll go overseas. You know, play on my play on my time and come back. Head right to the draft. Lamelo did it, and Lamelo right now is a very high profit coming out. You know, Mikey could go to the G League and start making money there. I mean, it's a it's a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of options for this kid. I'm happy that he has these type of options in, to begin with. You know, as most as most of those 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 kids in the top ten, they have they they have their options of doing what they want to do with their basketball careers going forward. But I I would strongly suggest for them also, hey, look into it. You never know. And like I said, it's not like college football or college. Like college football is different. You feel me? College football, you got mad more scholarships. And like there's only a certain amount of teams you can really go to who have that cash pull, that cachet pull. In college basketball, the, the, the talent pool is pretty, pretty baseline flat. You don't have to always go. You always have to go to the top school per se. You don't always have to go to the top school. And there's a lot of guys. There's a slew of guys who didn't go to the top schools. Dame Lillard, you know, he didn't go to the top school. You know, I'm trying to think of another one. CJ CJ McCollum, he didn't go to the top school. Ben Wallace, NBA champion, he didn't go to the top school. He wasn't that. He wasn't that scoring type type of. All world player too, but he was playing defense. He got rebounds, and eventually helped the team win the championship. And he came from a small school, so it's not all around the possibility that this cannot happen. But hopefully, and again, hopefully, he he makes the he makes the jump, and I, I just want to see the excitement around it, the build, the 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 essence of it all. Like it would just be a groundbreaking thing. It can transcend a lot of things happening in in, in in college sports, in college basketball for that matter. It would be a great, 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 great thing. And I hope he actually goes out there and he does it. God damn, this shit is hard to do talking to yourself. I hope you're still out. I hope you're still out there with me. I know I'm babbling on, but I'm doing my best here. <laughs> but you know, but I feel strongly about about what I about what I wrote in my piece for uh for the blog and Again, I'd like to thank all of you guys for your comments. And like I said before, if you comment on something, I will be there to comment with you. You know, I'm not one of those that sit there and just leave y'all ghosted and stuff like that. I'm going to be there commenting with y'all. Okay? And, um, oh, also, and I forgot to do this on the last show. Because there was a fight night. There was, there, was, there was UFC fights that happened about a week or two ago. Alderman Sterling, shout out to him from Long, from Long Island, New York. 
He won his fight, and he has a chance now to win a UFC title. The first Jamaican-born to win a UFC title, possibly. There's going to be a fight between Peter Yan and Jose Aldo to determine his challenger. But Dana already said his his fight, that the winner of that fight will face Aljamain Sterling. Shout out to him. Shout out to Lioness. Everyone knows who that is. I forget her name right now. It's escaping me right now. But the lioness of of the women's division beat the living hell out of this 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 poor girl. Yeah, and see, this is why Joe is needed here. Damn it! But shout out to her. She once again totally dominated the fight from start to finish. Amanda Nunez. There we go. Had a little brain fart. Amanda Nunez. From start to finish, just broke down the girl. The girl didn't even need to be mentioned. Cause that's how bad she was beaten, you know. So shout out to the fighters in the fight game going out there trying to make a living as well. Well, that's for me. That's about it. I did the best I could. I hope you had. Hope you vibe with me a little bit. Hopefully, Joe will be back next week. And uh, I'm out. Peace. Stay safe. <laughs>